Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Welcome to another great episode of Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Drew Helmholtz with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. Aloha, I am Sam with Fowser Consulting. And in today's fabulous episode, we're joined by guest and franchisee and now friend of the pod, John Richards. John, how are you doing? Well, I am doing fantastic. Um, I think we're closing in on, on three years of the podcast. Hi, and uh, guest of the podcast only took me three years to get there. So. Uh, I uh, got some work to do here, apparently. Well, John, we wanted to make sure that we had a strong base of listeners before we put on somebody as high powered and wonderful as yourself. That is a fantastic response. And I love the opportunity to be the high powered, enthusiastic guest here for the uh, closing in on three year anniversary of the podcast. Well, we love having you, man. And we do. So let's let our fabulous listeners know who you are. John, would you mind sharing your story with us? Yeah, no, absolutely. So my name is John Richards, and I became a franchisee. uh, January will be two years uh, as a franchisee. So the podcast has been running longer than I've been a franchisee. However, I have been uh, in Domino's my entire life. Grew up in Long Beach, Mississippi, which is where Glenn Mueller and Richard Mueller, the owners of RPM Pizza, uh, live and where the home office is that has been around for 45 years. And um, if we go way back to the story, and I'm not sure how much time we got here, but I started as a kind of um, Glenn Mueller's yard boy. You know, him and I, or his son and my and me grew up together. Uh, Mr. Glenn coached us football and soccer. My dad kind of coached us baseball and basketball kind of thing. And eventually I uh, did a little work around the house, kind of the yard boy. And when I became 16, got promoted to be CSR at the uh, local store there in town in Long Beach, Mississippi, and um, worked through college, Southern Miss University, which is kind of cool because University of Southern Miss, but Southern Miss Business, which is kind of cool because now I actually own that store and sit in on the board of advisors for the Southern Miss Business uh, Council. So that's exciting. But went to college, actually originally went to college and was going to be professional golf management. While I thought I swung a golf club like Tiger Woods, the results just did not show. <laughs> now, it was more on the business side, actually. Uh, I wanted to be in the business side of golf, like a hotel, tourism, big resort, uh, that kind of golf management, not the playing side of golf management, but the business side. And my sophomore year, um, got to do an internship. Actually, um, Glenn Jr. was living down in Miami, going to the University of Miami. And I went down and did a, uh, I went down to just visit and Doral, Doral Golf Course, which is a big giant golf course, one of the best one in Miami and top 10 like resort in the United States, went to play and um, just kind of walked back in and was like, hey, are y'all doing interns? And the guy was like, yeah, but we're only paying minimum wage. And I'm like, it's Miami. I'm 21 years old. I could live, you know, with Glenn Jr. I'm in. <laughs> so, uh, so I did a six month internship down in Miami for professional golf management. And that happened to be the year Katrina hit the coast. 
in New Orleans and with the family and everybody, Katrina coming where we're at, I took a little leave of my internship and went back to help Domino's and RPM and the family and everybody like that. And when I came back a month later, one of the guys, the Clark boys there that had kind of been retired and everybody knew his name, everybody knew him around. He said, John, I got to ask you a question. Like, hey, what's that? He's like, you sure do you sure do talk about this Domino's brand a lot. He's like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'm at Doral in Miami, living it up, having a great time, you know, working in the golf course management. And he says, you see Petey back over there? And Petey was the assistant manager at the golf course. I said, yeah, I see Petey. Everybody knows Petey. He says, Pete's been the assistant manager for 25 years here, waiting for the general manager to retire to get a promotion. And I'm like, well, what are you saying? He's like, man, I just see your talent and your ability. I just think you're wasting it to wait around to get a good opportunity for something where all you talk about is this Domino's pizza business. I think you're doing the wrong thing. And that night kind of went home, thought about it, couldn't sleep, called Glenn Mueller up and said, uh, Hey, I don't know that I'm liking this golf course management stuff as much as I like. Uh, I think I'm going to transfer back to Southern Miss and, uh, or go back to Southern Miss and get back into slinging pizzas. And so that six month absence was the only thing that the only time I've not been in the business uh, for the last over 21 years now. Wow. So that is kind of how I started and got in. And then through college delivered, you know, I got to tell us one story about college while we were, while we were there, I was delivering through college to kind of run shift, do all this different uh, things in college. And when I graduated, all my fraternity brothers, they were going to be like wall street and bankers and attorneys and you know, all this different stuff. And, they were like, John, what are you going to say? You know, I think I'm just going to go back, keep being assistant manager here at Domino's, move back home, move back to New Orleans, kind of do that thing as assistant manager. And they were like, wait, you're getting a college degree and you're going to go be the assistant manager making 10 bucks an hour in Gulfport, Mississippi, when all everybody else is going to New York and Chicago and all these different stuff. And yeah, you know, I really, I really like it. I, I'm going to go be with RPM as the assistant manager. And at the age of 30 years old, was promoted to COO of RPM Pizza, the, the largest franchise in the United States of America. So uh, it was kind of fun to when I would run into those co uh, college buddies back now that we own the store. Like, oh, man, I hadn't seen you. What you doing? Well, oh, remember when y'all made fun of me for going back, getting into the pizza business? It, it, it worked out for me. That's awesome. That is where I, that is how I started. And, and Petey is still waiting to become the manager, probably. Petey is probably still waiting to become the manager. You are <laughs> right about that. Good guy. Loved it. Solid number two. <laughs> That's awesome. John, how many stores do you have now as a franchisee? So we have 18 and one will be opening here uh, at any point in time within the next month. So jumped right in. First year in, bought 18 of them. There you go. Go big or go home. Exactly. So John, you'd mentioned um, Katrina and college and this whole progression. But I want to catch on something that you mentioned early on that you're now on the board of advisors. So can you talk a little bit about uh, what you give so that you can get? At Southern Miss, one, being on campus, being around, having the brand there, having my name there, you know, being a part of the team, different things. Like I go September 28th-ish, maybe somewhere on, you know, the calendar here in the next couple of weeks. They have a... Uh, mock interview, mock different thing. And I'll go in and sit in and I'll interview some people at the business school that want to come in and get interviewed and this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, just be a part of the, be a part of the campus, be a part of the business school helping out. And the, I'll also kind of like, uh, we do, we go over their kind of top priorities each year or for each semester, uh, what they are, what they're ranking on, what the curriculum is kind of ranking on. 
essentially it's just a sounding board for like, is this real world America? Or are we, you know, way off our game here? And Southern Miss actually business school for being a smaller school is ranked one of the top, uh, top business schools and especially online schools in the nation. Actually, higher than Ole Miss and Mississippi State for all those, uh, you know, Mississippi people listed at the Southern Miss Business School is the, you know, best business school in the state. But in return, they order a lot of pizzas. Uh, we are every, uh, every other home game. So we get five home games this year. We are the pizza in the locker room when they come into the game. And uh, so when they come back from their game, we're the pizza in the locker room for 250 pizzas in the, in the, in the store there. You know, it helps out. It gets involved. It's got our brand there. We're talking with the team. We're talking with the people. You know, they see our brand there. We're all over the, you know, we've got some e-bikes there riding around campus, doing deliveries, doing different things like that, uh, passing out stuff. All of our team for the three stores in Hattiesburg have gone to Southern Miss, have been a part of Southern Miss, have, you know, done everything involved. A lot of band members have come, graduated, come back to the store. We're very involved. We, we you know, we've got um, contracts all throughout the, the school through different departments and different orders. And, you know, we're right. I mean, we're literally on campus. Our back door is the football field, essentially. Yeah. And as we uh, head out of hopefully post COVID, what are the biggest challenges you're seeing with your general managers of your 18 stores? Well, my biggest challenge post COVID is getting back into the community, getting back involved getting back doing the thing for the last, you know, two and a half years, it's just been clocking in, putting the apron on and making pizzas and delivering pizzas the entire shift. And now it's, Hey, how do we get back and get more involved with the community? How do we get back and shake some more hands? How do we get back and, you know, have that community involvement, hang with the police department, go to the schools, do the different things, donate pizzas for the night out against crime. You know, those things for a lot of our managers, I would say ballparkish. 50% of my managers were here pre-COVID, made it through, you know, but 50% of my managers were not general managers pre-COVID. And they just don't know the things we used to do to be in the schools, to be in the communities, to be in the, be involved with everybody. And I think that this year, remember only being the franchisee for less than two years, the first year we needed to come in and, and fix inside the four walls. We needed to go back in and fix the shift cycle, get back in you know, open rush closing, how to deliver pizzas on time, how to make them round, how to make them fast, you know, that kind of thing. This year, as school's coming back into the fall semester, we really want to get back more involved in the community and doing different things. And that has been, I think, post-COVID right now, people just don't know that, hey, you know, my story's not quite like a Jason Shiflets where we used to go out and windshield the parking lot and then run back in and hope the phone rang. But when I grew up, I was in a 5212 in New Orleans. I was in a Walmart parking lot. And my store was on the front end of the parking lot. And every 20 minutes, we sent somebody new out to windshield the parking lot. Up and down the four rows. You had four rows. Come back in. Hit the both windshields. We actually put them on the windshield. We put them in the door handle. Because uh, now most doors, you know, you could stick your hand behind the handle pull. So we'd wad it up and put it in the door handle. That way they had to take it off. Because nothing worse than getting down the road and realizing oh, this paper and you're trying to roll down the window and get the windshield off. And then they got, so, uh, you know, while that's how we got promoted, I mean, that's what we did back in the day. And, and that's how we got involved with the community. We, we shook hands. We met people. We went to the businesses and said, Hey, I'm John, I'm your local manager. You know, this is not just some giant corporation that it's just a number on the wall or a sign out on the road. This is, this is me. I got to feed my family. 
And that part I think is, has been the biggest struggle for me is, is get, or for the general managers is for me getting my general managers to do is to, Hey, how do we get back out in the community and not just come back in and focus in on delivery time to focus in on, you know, just clocking in and, and managing the four walls of the store. So with, with that in mind, what are some of the things that you're doing to, to push those managers of yours out into the community? How are you helping them get out there? So we have been doing, we will do uh, each store, we'll do a customer appreciation Saturday where we'll do, you know, a low ball offer for a medium one type of pizza. And their goal is to get a, a get a, a, a group involved, whether it's a, you know, a girls dance team or a, you know, local flag football team or a cheerleading squad or whatever. And they'll come out and banner shake for us and we'll donate a percentage back of you know, the amount we do off that, that, that coupon for the day back to that team, but Hey, just go out and start finding some people that will come out. And, you know, I know it costs a little to donate back to the community, but you know, the dance teams, the, you know, football teams, the cheerleading teams, the band members, whomever, they're all looking to always try and raise money. And the good part is, is these are big Saturdays. So now our team's not out having to do the banner shake in and do the real estate stunts. We're at handling the customer, making great pizzas, making great pies. But one of the things we've encouraged is, hey, you have to have you have to do two of these the next between now and December. And you have to have a group that needs to have at least eight people out banner shaking for you. So they've been going out and kind of talking to opportunities, talking to people. Now, when somebody says, hey, you know, I got this fundraiser coming up. Can you all donate? Well, no, but we can't donate to that. However, if you want to come banner shake for us, we can donate for you. You know, if you just come banner shake for us. Um, so doing a little bit of that and then just trying to just get back involved. We've got a nice little, you know, kind of surprise to think we haven't had these in two and a half years. We've got a nice little print piece right now that uh, we're going out and kept trying to encourage managers just on their day before they go in. Just go pass out three of them to the manager in charge at your, you know, or, I'm not, or the secretary at the front desk at your local, whatever it might be, or the cash register at the little boutique, whatever it is. Just go pass out three each shift before your shift comes in during the week, Monday through Friday. You know, just just little things like that. It's you know, look, I am not a recreate the wheel guy. I am steal whatever is working anywhere else in the nation and bring it back to Central Mississippi Pizza and just focus on the execution of that. Yeah, I love that getting the groups to do the banner shaking. Uh, it is just a fantastic way to, like you said, when they ask for a donation to get something in return. And you know, our other friend of the show, Mike Rumpel, always talks about mutually beneficial relationships that sounds like a great way to create a mutually beneficial relationship with with those customers and with those groups hey there's no no such thing as a free lunch you know we'll we'll, we'll help you out but it's going to take a little bit in return <laughs> yeah and and i wonder as you get these groups involved with that and you're helping them raise funds has it turned into any team members for you yes and no one thing i want i would come back to that that i wanted to add the other part that we didn't realize along this as, as especially as they get a little older in the um you know between the i don't know whatever age kids start having social media and tiktok and facebook and if you can get the high schoolers in well now they start tiktok and then waving the banners and doing this and then now the domino's brand starts you know getting that snowball effect of the social media that we didn't even anticipate but it's, hey, it's relating Domino's to fun and Central Mississippi Pizza to fun through the um, younger demographic, which has related into CSRs. And so, the, so the answer to your question is, yes, it's definitely related into team members. 
not necessarily, I think, from the actual banner shaking, but from them coming and, you know, saying, hey, this, it's fun to be a part of Domino's. It's fun to be a part of Central Mississippi Pizza. They have a good time while they do it. And maybe their friend sees their TikTok post or their Instagram post or whatever it might be. And as you know, we're always hiring. So, yeah, no kidding. We definitely should be always hiring. That's for sure. It's not always be closing. It's always be hiring. That's, that's the line. <laughs> always be hiring. So, John, you mentioned you came from RPM. For you as a now two-year franchisee, what's the biggest difference between that uh, lifestyle you had there at RPM and what you do today as a franchisee? The biggest lifestyle or the biggest change, I would say, for me is while at RPM, I kind of had full reins to, to do what we wanted to do operationally and, you know, in the stores and do whatever we needed to do. And at the end of the day, you know, we had 5,000 team members. So if, you know, I made a wrong decision, it impacted 5,000 people and potentially me or my family. I mean, if I made a really bad decision, not that Glenn would ever have fired me for one decision or for a wrong call or whatever it might have been, but it's his company. He could have done whatever he wanted to do, you know? And so, there was always the back of the mind of the second guessing of, hey, is this the right thing? Are we doing the right thing? Could we be doing this? Should we be doing this? Is that, you know, we would all talk about discussion, the whole leadership team. And, and one thing that we would always say is, hey, if everybody voted the same way out of the eight people in the leadership team, that's probably the wrong answer. We need to be figuring out something bigger and better anyway. So the point of that is like at some point, there was always a little pushback here or there, good and bad. I mean, there's great to have, uh, What's the book with with internal conflict? Good conflict. It's the fable. The guy talks about the uh, five dysfunctions of a team. Yeah, five dysfunctions of a team, and one of them is internal conflict. I mean, like it's good to have the internal conflict, and but on the flip side to that is with me kind of making the final decision, there was always the back of my mind, like, man, if this is wrong, they could really, you know, other people might not have liked that decision. Whereas, you know, so that was a little bit of a stress, you know, chain for me. Now it's my company. I make the decision with with our team and our feedback and everybody else. But there's nobody really second guessing it, and you know it's it's my decision. With the with that being said, I pay a big bank note now, and the bank gets paid before John Richards does. Whereas at RPM Pizza, John Richards got paid every you know every other Friday, and it was a you know a substantial paycheck. And uh, now the bank gets paid before John Richards does. So there's some there's some good give and take here with uh, RPM and being the franchisee, uh, you know. That's awesome. Hey, John, thinking back uh, all the way back to when, you know, you were the the yard boy for Glenn until just now, who is your favorite teacher and why? My favorite teacher and why has to be Richard Mueller. And the fact that when I say teacher and or mentor, I would have to go with favorite mentor for the fact of just this past Thursday night, there was a, a RPM team member that was retiring. She's been around for 40 years. They threw a, you know, kind of retirement dinner for, her. and, you know, so Richard was there. So I got to see him and I walked up to Richard to sit down and it sit next to him. And he looked at me and he says, John, did I see you presenting in, uh, at the forum meeting in Columbia? And I said, yeah, you know, thinking, yeah, it was awesome. A lot of good things. I, you know, I really had a good time. And he says, aren't your sales a little down versus where you wanted to be this year? And I says, well, yeah. And he says, so why are you presenting and not out trying to raise your sales to where you want them to be? <laughs> Thanks for the motivational speech, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, That's awesome. 
Richard doesn't pull any punches. You know, I uh, I had him in a class in Ann Arbor uh, and it was the rollout of the class. And I had enough curriculum to get through the time. So I thought and uh, towards the end, I started saying, OK, so let's open it up to questions. And that went for about seven minutes. And then Richard raised his hand and he says, Sam, you're out of curriculum, aren't you? <laughs> I said, yes, sir, I am. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, not much gets by him. And, you know, that's just one of the many stories where Richard has always just, there's been times in my life where I could pinpoint back to opportunities to improve that, good or bad, Richard has absolutely helped me improve my business and improve my operations back from when I was a general manager at store 5212 to a supervisor to, you know, I'll, I'll tell this. So it's when I took over my very first store to be the GM, I walked into the store and it was very cluttery. The GM had just got a zero star and they had been fired and the assistant manager said, Oh, well, blah, blah, blah. And you know, whole team got, you know, all the skeletons came out and everybody got fired. And so I'm walking into a team with, you know, no management crew, no nothing. It was at right before Mardi Gras season in New Orleans, in the, you know, in the season. The Saints were uh, in the playoffs that year. They won the Super Bowl the next year. So they were still a good, you know, like things were still going on. And it was a little bit chaotic for the first 90 days, to say the least. So Richard came to visit and he walked in. He says, John, I just got to tell you one thing. Hey, look, pizzas are great. Image is great. But a dirty store, a cluttered store always just leads to a dirty store. And you've got all this dry goods supplies at the back of your store that you're not going to get around to using this for at least a year. You know, just bad order for previous managers that had just stacked up and stacked up, probably ghosted orders if I had to guess. They said, look, just take these to the next GM meeting and just get rid of it. Well, being the new guy to the business and Richard Mueller told me, hey, what I'm not going to use in the next 90 days, just get rid of it, bring me to the next manager meeting and just give away. I'm you know, loaded up my car. We had a manager meeting that following Monday, brought it to the manager meeting, threw it out on the table and said, hey, you'll take whatever it is. Little did I know that I was everybody's best friend at the time because I was giving away all my extra dry storage goods for free. Didn't record a tally mark or nothing on anything. Bonuses came out, you know, P&Ls came out that first period and I went to my supervisor and said, uh, hey, I don't understand. I, I mean, I, why did my food all of a sudden jump two and a half percent? And he said, well, you know, hey, you gave away all your extra clutter back in the back of the store. Uh, so good news is, is the store was much cleaner, much prettier. And I developed out friends from, you know, some veteran managers because I helped them all hit their bonus their first month. And I totally missed mine. Yeah, I, I think you coined it early. There's no such thing as a free lunch. And you learned that day. <laughs> exactly. John, we've come to the end of our time. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure talking to you and learning about your journey from yard boy to now <laughs> soon to be 19 store franchisee. Thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Hopefully uh, I can win some awards and get some gold franchise, get whatever it takes to not get a call for in the next, or not take three years to get the next call, but I am in. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. We'll have you. We'll have you back on when Sam's not six hours behind. <laughs> or I could just come to Hawaii with you and Ron Pell and, and hang there too. Hey, there you go. It's it. You know, it's it's not bad here. <laughs> I've been. It's definitely not bad. Or do you two? I see y'all on Facebook there quite a bit, apparently. So, uh, you know, when the client asks, you yeah, go. right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
Hey, I got to Jackson, Mississippi one time already this year. So I know Jackson, uh-huh. Mississippi, Hawaii. It's all the same. <laughs> you know, it really is. <laughs> yeah. All right, gang. Well, hey, I right, appreciate John. it. Thank, Thank you all for John. everything. Thank you. Bye. Hey, gang, you've been listening to a, another fabulous episode of Drew and Sam Talk Training. As always, if you would like us and follow us, that would be amazing. I am Sam with Fowler Consulting. And I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. As always, go out and sell more pizza. And have more fun. That's all, folks.